Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to a new edition of the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast, part of the Sports Insanity Network. I'm Mike Griffin, joined as always by Tom Russo, Adam Reader, Noah Trumbly. Gentlemen, what's up? Not too much. Not the, not the football news. We've, we've, we've actually had we've had a surprisingly off week. <laughs> well, we, we still have something to talk about, but mm-hmm. yeah, now a uh, little bit of downtime between the off season and the draft, which I think is only a little bit less than a month away, or about. I think it's three weeks from Thursday, right? Yeah, something like so. that. Draft's coming up. So you're going to hear a lot of draft news soon. But we're going to start with some actual news out of Tampa that dropped last week. Bucks head coach Bruce Arians has announced he is retiring. This on the heels of the announcement that Tom Brady's coming back. But Bruce Arians is out. Todd Bowles will take over for him and be the head coach. The Bucks gave Bulls a five-year contract to be the head coach. So let's split this up into two separate parts. Let's start with the Bruce Arians retirement part. This kind of came from out of nowhere. Should be noted, he will still work in a management position with the Bucks. I I did. To me, this doesn't come out of nowhere because he and Tom butted heads a lot and Tom didn't like that. So, you know, when he came back, he went to the higher ups and said, Hey, bye bye. I don't think that's the, I don't think that's true at all. And, and oh, they're, they're, I, I think it's a hundred percent true. They've been, everyone's been shooting that down. And Arians even had a quote to the reporters that have been putting that kind of stuff out. And he's just like, this has nothing to do with any of that. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> There's a tinfoil hat part of me. That's like, it's Tom. Because I think, I mean, Arians retired before. Like he retired like three or four years ago from the Cardinals, I and know. then he came out of retirement to come with the Bucks. So like, I knew his days were going to be numbered anyway. And I actually just thought it was like really classy way of just this is the right time to step away because I wanted to leave my my guys in the right position. I wanted to like. I wanted to leave leave Bulls in, in left, which in, in the right spot to, to move forward and, and that kind of stuff. So, like, that was pretty cool. I mean, that's that's like like imagine imagine a couple like um, the year after Seattle won the Super Bowl and just Pete Carroll being, hey, um, Dan Quinn, this is your your time to shine. Take over for the next team. I mean, that team was <clears throat> ready to go. And th- this team is could win another Super Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. we never really – I don't know. It's not to say we've never really seen this before in, in anything, but it's it's certainly rare for uh, a, a coach of a contender that's been a contender for two or three years now that um, for him to just retire. But but it's pretty cool, though, too, that he would hand the reins over at this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was caught off guard by it just because, you know, you figure – well, this team's got a chance to win a Super Bowl. Why would he step away now? You know, what's one more year or two more years of Tom Brady, you know? Uh, but I think deep down, you know, maybe there's a small chance when Noah said it's true, but I, I don't really buy it. I think he's just kind of older, and I think he kind of wants to just take that front office job, which is a little more cushy, you know, because he's already kind of accomplished more than he probably thought he ever would winning the Super Bowl that he did with Tom Brady. I think 
once you have that under your belt as a coach and you're at his age, I can see why he would want to just, you know, move to the front office and, uh, you know, work from there where he can still can contribute to the team. It doesn't have to be, you know, out on the sidelines constantly and whatnot. And I think he wants to give Todd Bowles the chance or and Byron Leftwich or, you know, the chance to be able to do what he accomplished. And uh, I do think it's pretty classy by him to do this the way he was. I think he honestly just wants to take some sort of front office job. And I think he found the right time to do it. And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, from what I know about Tom Brady, I don't know him personally, but I could imagine that he is a tough guy to work with though. And I can imagine, I mean, like he's going to give you rings, but I just think his attitude and everything we hear from him and the way he acts, he might be a tough guy to work with. So maybe there's some truth to that, but I, I really just think it was time for him to move on to a, uh, he just wanted to move on to a front office job. And uh, I'm pretty happy for Todd Bowles because <clears throat> obviously he shouldn't have had, his only job in the NFL shouldn't have been the Jets. You know, he just deserves another chance. Um and he now has probably the best coaching job that there was all off season. I mean, right. I mean, yeah, technically yeah. that would have been open. He ended up with it. So yep. I'm happy for him. And let's not forget this guy did go 10 and six with the jets, but Ryan Fitzpatrick at one point, you know, and, and he, he did have a pretty decent defense there too. So he definitely shouldn't be written off. And uh, if he manages to screw this up, then yeah, I would write him off. <laughs> well, I, I agree with you, Tom. I think he deserved a second chance because I, I, I still don't understand how you fire a guy after 10 and 6, but, you know, I could digress on that. I don't know if Tom and, and Arians butted heads. I, I, I wonder if this came down to something like Tom was like, oh, let's bring back AB. And Bruce Arians was like, no, hell no. That's not the guy you bring back. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's something I c- could totally picture, especially with Antonio Brown's comments from last week. But Bruce Arians, you know, got to go out on his own terms. He set this up perfectly for Todd Bowles to, hey, this team is good, ready to go, and you even have your quarterback in Tom Brady. So you're all set. Peace out, brother. And now I could go play golf in Florida all I want. Mm. But good for Bruce Arians. He does, you know, good career. How long it lasts him in the front office, I don't know. That that part of you has to itch that you want to get back into it, but we'll wait and see on that. Yeah, which actually, now I'm just remembering. Remember, he he actually went to CBS and was a commentator. Yeah, he did CBS with a little bit. It was Greg Gumbel and Trent Green for a bit. Yeah, he was a little rough, Mm. but. Some guys are for it, and some guys just aren't naturally. But he was just—he's a better coach and a better motivator, like in, in that than that world, right. you know. Yeah, what what a spot for Bulls and Leftwich to lead the Bucks. Yeah, right. Bulls is probably happy he didn't get signed anywhere. Or maybe he knew this was going to probably. Happen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm maybe. sure the inner circle knew this was happening. Yeah. Yeah. It was I kinda, doubt this is a decision kinda, Bruce woke up one day and was like, hey, let's retire, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought it was kind of funny because I the second I saw Arians retires, I actually my mind went to left went to oh left which might get the job. You know what I mean? But it really it probably could have went to either one, but yeah, which is my mind 
went to Josh McDaniels just ditching the Raiders. Yeah. Well, Byron but, Leftwich had never been a head coach before, right? Unless I'm no, he has not, never been no, a head coach. That, that's no, probably no, no. why in the end they're probably like, I mean, but, just they probably guys. with the experience. Yeah. Well, isn't it kind of interesting though? Because it's like when you're picking between two coordinators, you and you're a good team, the other guy you're gonna lose within the year or two, most likely. You know what I mean? So like you're kind of picking between them and I don't know. It, I'm not really trying to make a point. It's just, yeah. It's just, no, when you're, when like, you're a good team, teams pluck from you. They just, were lucky enough that no team hired either one this offseason. Right. right. But they probably just, they probably will lose Leftwich in the next two seasons. Right. Uh, uh, to counter, it, it's kind of like the Bills last year when no one hired Dable. Yeah, like he was he was totally out the door the second he can get a job. Right. And then Third. oh no, he's staying and now this time oh the Giants brought him in. Yep. Yeah, depending on if someone from Tampa becomes a GM somewhere, they could bring Byron Leftwich in if they really want to. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. But how about 10, 10 coaching openings this year? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, we it all know they're going to be fine next so. year. If Todd Bowles, if that team does fall apart somehow, then Todd Bowles might be the worst coach of all time. Uh, Hugh Jackson <laughs> would like a word. Uh, yeah, that or Urban, Tom Brady. Got Ur- hurt. Urban Meyer would like a word. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> he would like to kick kickers. <laughs> no, he would. He would like a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he'd like the ability to delete a recording to his wife. He would like. <laughs> Did, did, did you guys hear about that that place where that occurred has been sold or something? No, I did not. <laughs> the guy probably cashed in on, on that infamous no, video. <laughs> on that video. Hey, that's my restaurant. Hey, guys, this to, happened at this to... place. Come here and you could get the same. Did he sell it hey, to look, Urban Meyer? We have Myers celebrities can... here. <laughs> <laughs> sold it to Urban Meyer so he can burn it to the crown. <laughs> <laughs> It was partially his business venture, so. Oh, my God. Mm. We went for Bruce Arians in respect to Urban Meyer and a joke. Yeah. I wonder how long we're going to be talking about Urban Meyer just because it's so funny. A while. Because <laughs> I will let it, it go. Will, it will never not be funny. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like Petrino leaving the Falcons. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Transitioning into a little bit of Urban Meyer, the main portion of this podcast is because this offseason's been insane. So insane, particularly in one conference, yeah. that we are going to power rank the AFC as constructed Ooh. now. Now, there are still f- good free agents out there, and this could change. But this is as of April 5th. How we view the AFC as of right now, and let, let's just be clear: yeah. uh, twelve of these teams could beat all the NFC teams. <laughs> yeah. Let's be clear: from like twelve to one is better than most of the NFC. Yeah, pretty I much. Honestly, like if, I, if they honestly, all make the playoffs, no one would be shocked. Those twelve to one. <laughs> I think that I'm just going to say I think the top the top ten teams in the AFC are easily the third best team in the NFC. Yeah. Yes, I could agree with that. 100%. Okay. 
So how we're going to do it is we'll start it from 16 to 1, and we'll just go around. If we disagree, we can have a real conversation yep. about why we differ on these teams. Yep. Okay. So let's start at 16. Who does everybody have? Let's all say it at the same time. <laughs> one, if any of you one, say the Jets, two, three. Texas. 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 And look, this analysts. could totally change with the draft and all the no, capital they no, got from no, the No, Watson. it can't. No, no it can't. <laughs> they don't have Eventually, anymore. it could get. Listen. They literally have nothing. They have to have players. Listen, your hatred of Davis Mills is duly noted. Poor Davis Mills has nobody. He's You're by gonna... <clears throat> himself. And he's got Lovey Smith. Yeah. And now is it Brandon Cooks possibly getting traded? Brandon again? Cooks is available. I think Houston wants at least a second round pick. <laughs> like the one Good really luck. solid part of that offense might get trained. That's how you know that, yeah. that it's over. Where's David Johnson when you need him? Gone. <laughs> Did anyone, <laughs> yeah. anyone sign him? They should trade all those picks they just oh, they got are- for like Laramie Tunsil. <laughs> yes, I would say their <laughs> franchise. Get Bill O'Brien on the phone. Oh, dude, I got a Bob statue and a Larry Tunsil statue. <laughs> we know you've got – We know Brian be like, hey, do you want to make a similar trade? But this time we like, you know, we do it to you. <laughs> I mean, if, if anyone if anyone thinks that they are not the worst team, put them up against like the Jags and the Jets. I can name players on the Jags and the Jets. <laughs> I can't name anybody on the Texas other than Cokes and Mills. That's it. Larry Tunsil. Larry Tunsil, I guess. I think the Jets only beat the Texans. I don't know. The Texans defense, I guarantee you, the Texans defense will go down as this will be the worst defense in history. Can can you guys name anyone on the Texans defense? No. I feel like I know a linebacker, but the name's on the tip of my tongue. I can't. All right. But here's the good thing, Houston. You got draft picks, and you have the graciousness of Lovey Smith's beard. Mm-hmm. That's it. That that's real. Th- think of Houston's history with beards. James Harden walked out on them afterwards. Now you went and replaced that with Lovey Smith. He would have mm. been. A, he would have been, had a better beard as a defensive coordinator with a real head coach. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually do know one because he was a Jet that just went there. Blake Cashman, the guy we uh, traded. Are we Blake about Cashman. Him? Wait, 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 <laughs> did you just have to look that up? No, I seriously remembered him because oh. the Jets traded him. <laughs> oh, they just. That's oh, why I was thinking the linebacker. You forgot. There's Texas. There's just Texans news this week. They signed uh, Marlon Mack. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, they okay. did. That's not the. That's probably one of the best things they've done. Honestly, is yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been solid, right? Unless did, did he have a really bad year? Or did he get hurt? He got hurt. Yeah, yeah. tends to happen when you're a running. So back. We all have the Texans at sixteen. Mm-hmm. At fifteen, let, let's just go around because I, I don't know if this is going to uh, differentiate. Or yeah, not. we'll probably it's, start to shuffle. A little probably bit. start to differentiate. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead. Uh, number fifteen, they got Jaguars. Um, I, here's the thing. I, I like what they did in the off season. Yeah. They overpaid for some guys, but again, I think we argue about this on the free agency show. When you're, when you're a place like Jacksonville, you're not a high market destination. You got to overpay for people. You got to bring people in somehow. So, but pay 21 million for Christian Kirk, pay ridiculous for Zay Jones, pay ridiculous for whoever, you know, you have to do that. So I like, 
Jones. I, well, I know it's never pay Zay Jones, but uh, <laughs> but I, I I think as far as the foundation, I think they're building it. I like what they're doing. Um, obviously, you got Lawrence, you've got Robinson and ETN. Obviously, we don't know what ETN is because he didn't play this year. Um, but <clears> you got them. You've got Kirk. You've got still got LaVisca Chenault. I know he's on a trading market, though, so who knows how long that, that's... They, yeah, he's still available. Who knows how long that lasts. Mm-hmm. Um, they did sign Brandon Scherf, so good on them. Get get your young quarterback an offensive line, or at least the, you know, the starting of one. So I think the Jaguars right now are at 15, but I like where they're going. All right. Do either of you two guys have the Jags of 15 also? I do, and I just want to say about them quick, this is really a battle, number 15, between two teams, and the Jaguars have proven last year they're in a worse situation than the other team because they had to start fresh at their coach. Um, We we saw improvement from the Jets quarterback at the end of the stretch, and we really didn't too much from the Jaguars. If anything, they kind of got worse, and they lost to the Texans twice last year, so – I just think the Jags are a little bit behind the other bad team. We're all going to say in the next slot. <laughs> Adam, who do you have here? I got the Jags too, and okay. um, kind of same deal. Like I, I, I'm, I agree with the you got to go out and spend, but they didn't get good. I, I don't really think they got good value at all. Like I think Kirk, Kirk will end up being fine, but the Zay Jones one is bad. The Ingram one's probably going to be a dud. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, like, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, I totally trust Doug Peterson, though. Honestly, like, I think that that was that was the best thing that they could have well, they could have done. And the Sheriff one was great value. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That yeah, uh-huh. one that, that was great too. So yeah, I mean, they're going to be a little bit better, and they're going to start to improve a little bit. At least that they can, they're going to be able to compete in that division in a few years. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're in the West and they're just like going right. to suffocate whatever like if Lawrence takes a step forward they can probably actually win a division if they if they play their cards right and get a little a little better so so yeah they're on the right track but they're just nothing is proven yet with them they're still they're basically still a rookie team yeah so yep yeah okay so I'm the lone wolf I don't have the Jags here I have the Jets here Oh, and boo. honestly, you can flip a coin between the two, to be honest with you, because the Jags are in the next spot for me. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming yeah. for you guys, the Jets are in the next spot. Yep. Yeah, maybe. My yeah. one difference is Doug Peterson, if that makes any sense. Because with Doug Peterson, I expect Trevor Lawrence to take that next step. I'm still learning Zach Wilson. I'm still learning Robert Sala as a head coach. I don't hate what they have on the outside. I love what Elijah Moore could be. Corey Davis, I thought was an overpayment, but he's not terrible. Had Now, had they landed that Tyree Kill deal, different story. <laughs> you know, I still think they could use another corner on defense, and, and we'll see how they go in the draft. But mainly because of Doug Peterson, I put the Jags over the Jets. So, so now that we all know, I have the jet, uh, the Jags where they have the Jets and vice versa. Yep. So I have the Jets at third at fourteen. You know, it's not a huge improvement over the Jets, but I'm kind of with Tom. 
we saw some improvement from Zach Wilson. He definitely got better towards the end of the year, and he definitely kind of showed the the um, how do I say it? The improbability. He was able to make to run out of the pocket, make some stuff happen, show that flair that he had. Um, I think a lot of the other players got better too. Elijah Moore really stepped up. Um, Corey Davis started to get a little bit better. They bring in CJ Uzama. I think that's huge. Um, I think give Zach Wilson a reliable big tight end that if, hey, if Elijah Moore isn't open over the top, go to Uzama underneath. Um, I think they also had a few good pieces on defense. I think Robert Sala right now, I've seen a year of him. I haven't seen a year of Doug Peterson and Jack and Jacksonville. So I'm going to give the slight edge to the Jets. That's just why I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm mainly in agreement with, with you, Noah. And that's why I put the Jets slightly above the Jags. Because the Jets didn't just go through like an Urban Meyer ordeal. They went through a whole year of Robert Sala in this first early rebuild of, you know, running this team. They're not starting as much from scratch, in my opinion. And um, I just think the Jets – also the Jets beat them last year. That has to count for something. And the Jets also had two impressive wins, beating the Bengals and the Titans. And the other main thing about it is Zach Wilson did not throw an interception in his last seven games which is pretty impressive for a rookie. You know, he started off, his horribleness was at the beginning. And if you remember at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh God, what is this prospect? Who is this guy? And then we saw improvement from him. We kind of saw improvement all along. It was the Jets defense that really held them back. And I mean, looking at the mock drafts, it looks like they're going for Kayvon Thibodeau or, or Ahmad Gardner is possibly their two first picks. So they're, they're building that up. And I just think they're a little bit in a better place than the Jags right now. But like Mike said, it's flipping a coin. They're both rebuilding teams with young quarterbacks, young coaches that are trying to find their footing. And uh, that that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I think they're, they're still like a weapon away or, or whatever, like from getting Wilson like truly like accommodated and stuff like I, I mean, the the Metcalf rumors are going out. And I mean, I, yeah. I still think there's guys to be had out there like a Michael Thomas that no one's talking about. Like if you're, if you're willing to part with, with a, with a, a second or two seconds or, or one of the firsts or whatever, like it's going to be possible just based on the market right now. Um, mm-hmm. But, but um, I think, I mean, it just, I like what you guys said, like, as far as like, they're, the, they're a second year in a rebuild versus the Jags, which are like truly in a first year of the rebuild. Um, I like what Sal has been doing as far as like bringing in some of the San Fran guys. Finally, like we've got Solomon Thomas coming in and I think those guys are going to take a step forward and like um, they're going to have loss in this year for sure. Mm-hmm. Versus last year, you got hurt. So like that was just, I don't know. It's going to feel like house money. Cause <laughs> you didn't have them last year. So yeah. Um th- they're gonna they're gonna take a little bit of a step forward. It's just it's all gonna be dependent on if Wilson takes a step forward too. And he's gotta take a big leap from just um or else we're gonna be having the Tua discussion with him next year, like, oh well, this guy we're gonna we're gonna put him in a position. He's gotta he's gotta become an instant contender or else he's mm-hmm. probably junk. Like yeah. yeah, and speaking yeah. of the Metcalf rumors, I really hope those are true. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think you? Metcalf is an elite wide receiver. I know he had Russell Wilson and whatnot, but I, I think putting a target like that out there for Zach Wilson is exactly what they need. Exactly yeah, yeah. what they need. Uh, 
there are rumors. He, he's denied those rumors. Seattle's denied those rumors as well, as have the Titans when it comes to A.J. Brown. Yeah. My, my thing so. is just give them an offer they can't refuse. You've got picks, you know. Godfather offer them? Exactly. Does it fit the year anniversary of the Godfather? So we had to throw that in there. <laughs> they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. <laughs> mm. All right. I, you know, I, I said before, I have the Jags here over the Jets. I, I again, flip a coin. I, I think Trevor Lawrence will take a step forward with Doug Peterson. That's my big, big thing. I like what they've done with Kirk and Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. I do think they overpaid for Kirk, but Kirk can be, you know, it could be something there in Jacksonville. We'll wait, have to wait and see, but. It's flipping a coin between those two. All right, 13. I have the This New is where England. it gets interesting. Yeah, I yep. have the New England <laughs> Patriots. Uh that and that just saying that statement sounds so weird. Um, but I do. Uh I think Mac Jones was just dependable last year. He didn't really he had the completion percentage, but he wasn't really showing a flash out there we we knew what he was he was the safe dependable quarterback that could go right into bill belichick's system but other than that honestly the reason they're so low for me is because i hated their offseason they did nothing they didn't do anything and last year you brought in wow, Johnny. your hatred of Devonte parker is just i mean i like i like Devonte parker but he's a perfect number He's a perfect number two to be under a number one, and they don't have a number one. Kendrick Bourne's a fun toy. Um, and not even related to Evan Bourne. Yeah, and and, and Aguilar is they're about uh, to cut it. They're about, yeah, they're to, about cut to cut. It. Yeah, they're about to cut it. Yeah. But last year you brought in John o. Smith and Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry kind of did well for you. John o. Smith did nothing. They didn't do anything with him. You know, they live and die by the run game. And the problem was that. They met the Bills in the playoffs, and when the Bills could shut down the run game, the Pages couldn't do anything. But you can also make the case, you know, we found out what Mac Jones was late in the season when the defense was struggling, and yep. he was not playing all that And well. think about this. They lost probably the best player on that defensive side in J.C. Jackson. So yeah. that defense is going to take a big step back. So I think, unfortunately, it's more of just they didn't do anything to impress me, and they're just, they just lost too many pieces. So, yeah, Patriots are very low. Okay, so I also have the Patriots here. So I'm, I'm going to cut the other guys off. So, But they also don't have an offensive coordinator. <laughs> like Josh McDaniels is no longer there. That's a big thing. I realized that today I was like, oh, wait, is like Belichick going to be the offensive coordinator, but then with Joe Judge? Like, is that is that a thing? Like, like Belichick said that, you know, those are just titles for now and stuff like that. Like, I don't know what's going on in New England. I'm very confused for the first time in a long time, being confused about what's going on in New England, not me being confused. That's a daily occurrence. <laughs> But you're you're right. Devontae Parker, Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, none of them scream to me, okay, these are very, very good wide receivers. Right. But Devontae Parker's never healthy. Like that's my beef with him. 
Defensively, you're right. They lost J.C. Jackson. That's massive. I don't like doubting Bill, but I'm doubting Bill a little bit. He can only do so much. Right. Adam, who, who do you have at 13? I actually don't have them, but, I mean, I will soon. Um, <laughs> I, I I thought I was going to sit my 12 and 13 are pretty interesting, and you guys already spoiled my 12. But my 13, I actually got the Steelers here. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just I don't know. I just I think that they were the weakest team in the whole playoffs last year. And I can't make an argument for them over any of these other teams left. And but that being said, I still even even then, I still I would not be completely floored and shocked if they won the division somehow. Like, yeah, this, this is how strong this this conference really is. And I think that's what we're what we're having this talk to prove it's it's like they could <laughs> yeah they there's could. a it's a pretty wide range of the of the town uh, not a wide range there's a pretty tight window of of the good teams and the and the and the, the non-contenders so it's right and it's not that i don't believe in them but i it's just look at the other quarterbacks look at the other teams and and they're gonna have trubisky coming in and it's kind of like a fresh team they they lost Juju this offseason. They haven't replaced him. I'm sure they they'll draft some guys because they always draft good receivers. But right mm-hmm. now we're talking, uh, and they lost James Washington. So we're talking d- just Deontay Johnson and Claypool and Najee Harris. So it's going to be like way more of a run first team than put more pressure on Fryermuth and and that. So um, I don't know. It's not that I hate them. It's just like it's. They're behind a step from the other ones left. So, all right, Tom, you're up. I say, I yes, sorry, it. the internet issues. Uh, <laughs> my next one, uh, I thought we're Mike at Bandy. thirteen, Tom. Just, I, I just said, I just said the Steelers. Okay, I thought Mike would ban me because I said the Miami Dolphins, and I know that this is controversial. It's really but, not, to be honest with you. There's a lot of good teams in the AFC, Mike. So don't take it personally. And I, I just, I think to the quarterback. And I just think, is this going to work? You know, and I, I think everything they've added this offseason, I've been almost fine with. I just don't know if it's ready to work yet. I really don't. I don't know yet if two is, is going to be able to take this team far and beyond. And I believe what happened with the coach was is a problem. I really do. I just think having to start over with the new head coach, that should be taken into account. And uh, the, the running back room has been kind of unimpressive and, there, there's been problems altogether, but I like what's going on with the team. I'm just not ready to put them ahead of everybody else. Like, I can't put them ahead of Bill Belichick. I'm sorry, not yet. I, I can't put them ahead of Mike Tomlin yet. It's it's nothing personal. They're a good team. Anyone above here can make the playoffs, and I would not be shocked. But it's just where I figured they would be. Mm-hmm. All right. 12. I have the Cleveland Browns. This may be a little Ooh. bit of a shock, but – I here's the thing as talented as they are I think we've seen in the past few years especially when you have off the field issues as bad as the Cleveland Browns do it can it can really wreck a good team and what's more off the field issues than bringing in Sean Watson you don't know how long he's going to play you don't know what his legal situation even is at this point 
there's so much controversy surrounding the coaching surrounding, you know, just the team in general, you know, they, they say, Oh, we did all of our homework, but we didn't interview any of the lawyers or any of the women that are accusing our quarterback. You have the whole Baker situation. You have how you treated him. You have the, you know, Odell situation that went from last year. You have, you have just so many things that are piling on the Cleveland Browns right now that I think the weight of those uh, the controversies and problems will outweigh the talent, unfortunately. So, yeah, that's why I have the Browns so low, just because I, I just think the off-the-field issues will outweigh their talent in the end. Adam? Yeah, I got, I got New England here. Um, pretty much the same reasons you guys mentioned and kind of the same thing as I, as I, I just said with the Steelers, like, would I be completely floored if they took a step and, you know, and did really well in the AFC? Like, no, but like they had an unimpressive off season and everyone else did, everyone else did something awesome. So that's kind of where I'm at. And like, I think that the dolphins are probably about to pass them in, in the division. But again, like you just said, like two would have to take a step forward for that to happen, um, and it's got to be proven. I, I, I put I put New England here this though because it's just it's they were very average last year. Like they they were they got out in front for for a minute um, for a couple weeks there, but I don't think that they're on the same level of some of these other teams that are just like stupid good right now. Mm-hmm. Tom? Um, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers here. And the, the main thing is uh, the quarterback situation. We don't know what that's going to be like. And I, I know I've said this for years, and I know you guys uh, mostly agree that this team with its defense and its coach, it might not matter who's the uh, quarterback because – Mitch Trubisky might be just as good as 40-year-old Ben Roethlisberger. And, you know, they have made it happen. So, again, I would not be shocked if this team made the playoffs. I just think that there, there's more question marks on this team. And, you know, even though Juju smith is not the greatest wide receiver in a while, losing him does kind of hurt. And uh, I just – I don't know what this offense is going to be like next year. It's been kind of ugly. Uh, I like Najee Harris, but I don't know if he's ready to carry it himself. And so I'm I'm really worried about what this team might do offensively. They might just not be able to keep up. And in the division they're in, I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't win a divisional game. I mean, they will, but, like, if they didn't, uh, it, I wouldn't be totally shocked. So I got to keep them kind of low for the time being, uh, even though I do, like I said, this could be very well be a playoff team. I just don't know who's going to be quarterback. I, I haven't seen Mitch Trubisky play starting quarterback in a while at this point. I don't know if he's going to be as good as he was. And, uh, and there's too many question marks for me to put them any higher right now. And a lot of it has to do with that division. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk why later. <laughs> so I have the Steelers at 12. I'm in agreement with you, Tom. I, I've got the Steelers here at 12. The defense is pretty good. Still, Mike Tomlin, you don't doubt – you try not to doubt him, but, man, you got Mitch Trubisky. Who knows? Can he still start? What is he going to look like? They don't have a ton of weaponry. And it put this is a team that's already got a lot of pressure on that defense, and you're going to put more of it. And then you're right. The division's really, really good. So, 
I wouldn't be shocked if Pittsburgh made it, but I, I've got them here at 12. On to 11. That's where I got Pittsburgh. Um, we got him right in the same situation. I agree with everything you guys said. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, he's an unknown. We think he could be good, but who knows? Um, the only reason, honestly, I have him a little bit higher is just because I just – TJ Watt, we learned this year, is a game-breaker. He can single-handedly take over a game if you need to. You need a critical sack on third down to give your offense a chance. TJ Watt can get it. Um, and I think that defense is still very good. Um, Mike Tomlin, I, I have my doubts about him, but he keeps proving me wrong every time. So I got to I gotta give props where props is due. So like I said, it's more just down to the fact that TJ Watt is just a massive game breaker. That's why I have him a little higher than most. So, yeah. Adam? Um, I got the uh, the Dolphins here at 11. And um, I put them up ahead of the Patriots. I'm, I, I'll say now. I really put them uh, up ahead of the Patriots because of the Tyreek Hill move. Um, but I, I like the um, – I like everything Mike McDaniel's doing. I like I like the bringing in the – the better running backs you got you get a little better room now like there's still no like instant crazy instant 100 number one starter there but it's a better room than it was with just gaskin and randos so um that's improving they improve they they added obviously they added hell but they also added um a new third receiver that guy from the from dad cedric, uh, cedric wilson so like they're making the right moves and the defense is, is it's fine. Um, they obviously got the two really high paid corners and they got um, the, uh, the DN that they just paid Agba. Emmanuel Agba. They just paid a lot for. So like, they're going to be, they're going to be doing fine. They just kind of need some draft picks to, to, to work through and, and that, but. I think that they're ready to take a step forward past past the Patriots as as the second best in the in the division. It's just like I got to see that long term that they're going to be able to compete with the Bills because they've just owned them, mm-hmm. and Allen's just owned them. So it's just kind of that, but doesn't mean that they're not better than a lot of the AFC teams or could be better than a lot of the AFC teams. So I think it's a mm-hmm. good spot, Tom. Yep, this is where I put the New England Patriots. I'm not ready to put them any lower. <laughs> Although, like we have said before, this was not some crazy uh, free agency by appeared by any any standard. I mean, the Bills were busy getting like Von Miller, and the Pats did pretty much nothing. They didn't want to keep J.C. Jackson. You know what I mean? It, it's it's just it makes you think. What are they doing? But we have asked that, I think, for a while with New England, and they've won championships the same year we've asked, what are they doing? So I'm not buying it at at all that they're just going to fall off a cliff yet. I think Mac Jones, from what we saw from him last year, was good enough, good enough to take a team run by Bill Belichick and possibly get it to a Super Bowl. I really do believe that. The the lack of weapons is the main thing, and it's always been – but I think they gotta they'll figure out a way to fix that somehow. And um th- just they gotta get that impact wide receiver somehow, some way. It's what they've been missing. Someone that would really work well, Mac Jones. And then I'm willing to say this team is almost a lock for the playoffs because I, I just really believe it. And they have the best coach of all time. And uh I mean losing JC Jackson definitely hurts, like I said, 
but they didn't seem to want them. And I just, I'm done questioning them. You know, what they do usually works out for the better. So I'm done questioning it. I, I think they're still a little bit ahead of Miami just, just based on record and repertoire and what they've done. Uh, we've seen Bill, you know, get this done, albeit with Tom Brady with no weapons before. You know what I mean? So I, I just think that until they're dead, they're dead. And I, I think that um, Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. I'm done questioning him. So I have them just slightly above the Steelers and the, and the Dolphins. But the, with those three, they're all kind of in the same ballpark to me. All right. I, I've got the Dolphins for a lot of the reasons Adam had mentioned. I love this new receiver room with Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, and Cedric Wilson. They franchise tag Mike Isicki, which I think is huge. Defensively, Xavier Howard just got a new contract. They extended Emmanuel Ogba. They can play defense. The questions now turn to Tua. Can Tua be the guy? Because this is legitimately it's make or break for Tua Tagovailoa this year. If he doesn't play well, he's not the quarterback next year. I don't know who is. I'm not going to take a guess at who it would be. But for right now, the pressure's on Tua. And I just like that supporting cast more than I like New England or Pittsburgh. And that's the real reason why I put them in this spot, even though Mike McDaniel is a first-time head coach. We have entered the top ten of the AFC. I I got the Miami Dolphins. Um, a lot of the reasons you guys said. Uh, I think Tyreek Hill move is huge. That's just ridiculous. Um, I love the Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert thing. I like the I like the idea of not going for the big name running back and getting two guys who kind of want to prove it and see if that elevates them. And who knows? Maybe it elevates Miles Gaskin. Who, who knows? You never know. Um, Gasicki keeping him around is huge. Like you said, uh, like. Adam and Mike, you guys said it's all up to Tua. It's all up to Tua. It, it's just resting on his shoulders right now, and he's the key. He's going to be the one that makes this work or doesn't. Um, it's kind of like the they've handed him the sports car with Hill, Kasicki, Edmonds, Moser, Cedric Wilson. He's just got to drive it. It's all he's got to do. So I think the Don't player – any... Don't hit any uh, jaywalkers out there, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's the supporting cast is really great, but it all comes down to Tua. So they've got to prove it before I can put them higher. Adam, 10. All right. I got the Browns here. And um, I just think it's, it's, here I'm, I'm starting to just leverage them versus all the all the teams left that are, that are still on this list. And it's kind of just like I know where the, the Watson thing happened and, and whatever. I'm not going to get into the, the background with that or anything on the personal side with that. But it's just kind of like a this team was kind of a mess last year and it was kind of a, sort of a mess the year before. So I don't know. Well, not the not the year before. I, I misspoke, but like they've been hit this Super Bowl favorite, whatever for whatever now, and it, it's it, it hasn't really worked out. And I don't know, this team doesn't. They've been kind of like the Cardinals in in the sense of like they get to hot starts and then they just don't really maintain it and stuff. So like I, I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. I just trust the rest of the teams on this list left more than them 
but they have the pieces to win the division and get it done, especially now with Watson. Like they got the potential to maybe even go to number one on this list eventually. Um, but right now I'm going to put him right here because I think it's a safe spot. Um, uh, I'm in agreement with Adam. I have the Browns at 10. I put a couple question marks next to them, though, because, you know, if we're talking about for this season, we don't know what the suspension is going to be like. That could really change this thing around. You know, if he's missing, you know, let's just say it is eight games, which is then that's a big deal. And the Browns aren't going to be able to catch up with some of these other teams in the AFC, in my opinion, if that happens. So I've got question marks. Uh, but when you re- when you look at the general picture, assuming all this Deshaun Watson stuff will eventually go away, they they possibly have almost a decade of great quarterback play ahead. They've got two amazing running backs, the best running back room in the league. They've got Miles Garrett, and they've got a pretty strong defense. It's it ha- it's been leaky, but it's still really really strong. So I put the question marks because this team could easily be up higher. It's just I need to know what's going on with the suspension. And we got to see it work out a couple times in, in, in game first with Deshaun Watson. We still haven't seen him play in a long time. You know, do, do I think he's going to be fine? Absolutely. I think there's no reason to believe he won't be. But crazier things have happened uh, than Deshaun Watson, you know, falling off this year at least and being really rusty and then kind of leaving them in that mid-tier range where they could even be worse than the Dolphins, Steelers, and Patriots. You know what I mean? So there's just a lot of questions for me. So I, I kind of put them in the middle of the pack. And uh, I think for the future, this team is going to be competing. I just don't know about this year right now. I really don't. And what Noah mentioned before about all this off-the-field crap and the fan base is not totally excited about all this. And the whole way Baker was treated, that does have to come into account. You know, that is probably stuff that is being talked about in the locker room and amongst the fans. So it it can definitely leak into this team. Uh, I I just don't know where to rank them because I I think if Deshaun Watson plays every game this year or most of them and he goes right back to form, they're going to be in this thing to the end. If if there's a long suspension and there's a little bit of rust for Watson, they're going to be worse than the Dolphins, Steelers, and Patriots. So it's really hard to rank them. I have Cleveland at 10 also based on what happens with Watson. Love Nick Chubb, one of the better running backs in all of football. Kareem Hunt's a good replacement back. I have questions on the outside. I know they brought in Amari Cooper. But what else do they have on the outside, outside of that? You know, Jarvis Landry's gone. We know what happened with Odell. They, for some reason, franchised Njoku, and they're getting rid of Hooper. So I'm really confused by what they're trying to do, but they still have the talent to get there. So a lot hinges on the suspension of Deshaun Watson. On to number nine. All right, for me, this is where just how good the rest of the teams are just kind of unfortunately just pushes this team down. I got Indy at nine. Um, I love the Matt Ryan acquisition. They could definitely go. They could definitely be a – I'm not calling them a Super Bowl contender yet just because I, we've said that for the last three years, and look what happened. Um, but definitely a playoff te- contender. They're definitely a playoff team in my opinion. The defense is really good. To me, they just need one more big weapon, and I don't know if they do that in the draft or they maybe trade for it. 
Odell Beckham Jr. I no, think I hate to, I hate to be that guy, but um, in your opinion, they're not a playoff team because they're number not nine. Well, they could. <laughs> okay, they could be. I'll put it that way. Man, you're gonna hate where I put it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I think they're a very strong team. Jonathan Taylor making a case for the best running back in the league right now. Um, again, I think they just they lack a like a strong weapon on the outside to really form the edge. If they went out and say got an Odell or a uh, Julio or a um, Michael Thomas, yeah, I'd be all over the Colts as a favorite in the AFC. But right now, Taylor, great. Matt Ryan, great. Defense, pretty good. I just don't I don't see the weapons. T.Y. Hilton's not the same guy. If you bring him back, he's not the same guy that he was. So, again, the weapons, I think, just kind of hold them back a little bit. Adam. All right. I have the, t- I have, um, this is my first hot take of the night. And I don't know if you guys are going to agree with this or not, but I got the Titans here. And they were number one seed in the AFC last year. And I think, I don't, I'm just, I'm looking at everybody else, what they did this offseason, you know, like taking steps forward and, and all this stuff. And like this team was a dud in the playoffs and, was the one seed and you know they had their home field and, and blew it they didn't really do much this offseason they basically replaced um Julio with Robert Woods which I I like Robert Woods but like it's, that's I don't know you're just kind of hoping it's better better situation but it's still higher paid guy coming off an injury this whole team still kind of depends on Derrick Henry even though they were winning games in stupid ways all the like the for the second half of the year last year. So I don't know. It's just do I think they're stronger than the rest of the teams left? I don't think so. But can they also win their division? And will they? Maybe. <laughs> like <laughs> all they gotta do is win their divisional games in the last couple of years and, and lucky for them they still got four freebies here. So yeah, get the Titans here. Um, all right. I'm I'm once again I'm agreeing with Noah here. I have the Colts. I mean, I'm gonna say this about the Colts. I've been a big buyer in the past few years. I always think it's gonna work. It's always they've got a good enough quarterback and a great defense and the good running back. They are a lock for the playoffs. I mean, we've been, I've been saying that for multiple years now. Am I the only one who's starting to lose a little bit of steam in this thing? And the fact that Matt Ryan, I see Noah shaking his hand, and Matt Ryan, is he even as good as Philip Rivers was in his last year? Are we actually able to even say that? Or, or can we even say that he is better than Carson Wentz last year? I know Carson Wentz blew it. But what has Matt Ryan done? And I know there's a whole lot of factors into this thing. Matt Ryan's been in a crap situation in Atlanta these past couple of years. He absolutely has. But I cannot come out and defiantly say that the, the Colts are any better than they were last year. I can't say it. I, I can't even say they're any better than they were with Philip Rivers personally. And for that reason, I just can't see Matt Ryan going toe-to-toe with the rest of these teams that we're going to say after this. I just don't see it happening. And I think Colts fans, listen, you've got the best running back in football. You've got a good team. 
but I'm not, I, I, I would be a little worried handing the keys to Matt Ryan at this point in time. I really would be. I think it's a mistake waiting to happen. And I, I just keep picturing the same thing in my mind, like nine and eight, eight and nine. You just miss out. Boo-hoo. Your team's good and you're wasting your time with Matt Ryan. You're wasting your time every year. You bring in a new quarterback. I get it. Andrew Luck leaving was a horrible thing for your franchise. But the guy had to go. The guy was – he needed to go. He was injured. This is just – these Band-Aids are not going to work. I really believe that. And I don't think – I think Matt Ryan's the weakest Band-Aid we've seen yet. So I, I think this team is just not as good as the others. And, you know, it was a tough call with them and the Titans. But I, I ended up thinking the Titans are going to end up being better. So, Tom, when you said for that reason, I was thinking of Shark Tank, and I want you to say, <laughs> for that reason, I'm yeah. out. <laughs> you know what? I totally started to say that, too, and I love Shark Tank, and I was thinking to myself, like, I'm out. I'm out in the cold. No, but not totally out. So. So. I'm just getting tired of saying, oh, yeah, they're good enough. You know, I, I'm tired of it. So you're in agreements with Noah. I'm in agreements with Adam because I've got the Titans here. Wow. And he, my <laughs> argument is just this. I think there's eight quarterbacks in the AFC better than Ryan Tannehill. Yep. Uh, and that that's going to be my argument. And he was not good against the Bengals last year in the playoff game. He was terrible. I know Derrick Henry got hurt, and he's still one of the elite backs in the league. I'm not going to deny that. I love Derrick Henry. I have questions about the defense. I know they were pretty good last year. They cut Janoris Jenkins. Harold Landry got a massive contract extension after having one really good year. I've got some questions about the Titans. And listen, if they weren't in the AFC South, how do they compare to the rest of the AFC heavyweights? That, that's my ultimate question. So for those reasons, I'm out on the <laughs> Titans. <laughs> Number eight. Thank you. Uh, I'm surprised I had them this low, but I do. Uh, I got Baltimore. Uh <gasps> Ooh, I to, love to match Lamar's jersey number. Yes, basically. I love Lamar. I love the offense that they're building. Uh, I just think with all the injuries we've seen, those and everyone on your roster right now is basically injury prone. Lamar is, every one of your running backs is, every one of your defensive stars is. You almost brought in Darius Smith, but then for some reason he pulled a Randy Gregory and bailed out at the last moment to go to Minnesota. Minnesota. Uh, so I don't know what happened there. Um, I don't know. I just think, again, it was kind of the whole thing of every team above them made a big move this offseason or has, like, the best quarterback in the league, which we'll get to him in a minute. So to me, Baltimore is just kind of – they didn't really impress me, but – they're still really good. I love John Harbaugh, love Lamar, love the offense. They just didn't wow me enough to where it's like, okay, where are you taking a step forward from next year? Because even during the year last year when they had a lot of those people, when they had Lamar and that defense, remember, this is a team that got blown out by Cincinnati, like absolutely destroyed by Cincinnati. So I don't know. I just – Again, I think they're middle of the road right now until they prove me otherwise. Because, again, everyone on your roster is injury prone right now. Gus Edwards, hurt. J.K. Dobbins, hurt. Marcus Peters, hurt. 
everybody's hurt. So that's a lot of questions going into next year. Adam. All right. I got the, I got the Colts here and this is the kind of one I was kind of going back and forth on Colts and Titans before. Um, but I went with the Colts. I actually, I'm going to say, I probably would trust Matt Ryan more than Ryan Tannehill um, in my world. I think that's the difference here. Cause I think both have elite running backs, both have, I mean, I actually like the Titans receivers a little more, but I like the Colts defense more. Um, and I like the Colts coaching a little bit more too, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I acknowledge that the, the issue with the Matt Ryan, with the band-aids, is he better than Phillip Rivers, all this stuff, but this team kind of needed more stability than Wentz, who was a little bit erratic. Um, I don't really totally understand the whole anger with Wentz still. I guess there's probably some of that that's just locker room stuff that we wouldn't understand. But then if that was an issue that was seeking into the football, then Matt Ryan's going to put that, put an end to that. Cause like, he's just from everything we've seen from him, he's just always been total professional, all that stuff. And, and he does have better receivers on the Colts right now than the Falcons did. So <laughs> Last season. I don't know he's, how to say he's never game. had a, he's never ever had a, a really crazy running game. He had Devontae Freeman that was that was pretty good for a while as a and he had Michael Turner for who had those two decent yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. But they've never he's never had like the number one rusher in the league uh, on his team before. So it's um it's gonna be interesting, but but then again, I, I like like Tom said, you got to look ab- look at the teams above. Do I see seven quarterbacks that I think are better than him? Yeah. Do I are there are there guys in the playoffs that I think would destroy them? Probably, but could I see them make a run? Yeah, they're definitely good enough too. They just gotta go get some better weapons. Go go get a go get a. I mean, even even Julio, we all it's so obvious. But if he went there, it's just that that's one way to just get Matt Ryan comfortable again. And, you know, we'll see. Tom. But yeah. yeah. Tom. So at eight, I've got the Titans. So we, we were both kind of struggling with the Colts and Titans together. And this was a tough one to choose. And like we've said before, I think the old Matt Ryan and the current Ryan Tannehill kind of similar to me personally, stats wise. What really drew me in, I think, to just putting the Titans a little bit higher is the, is the fact that they managed to replace, get Robert Woods and A.J. Brown, which I think is really strong and is going to really help Tannehill a lot. And then they've got uh, Derrick Henry to hand the ball off to as well. And the defense, you can't touch Indy's defense, but it's not the worst defense by a mile. You know, it, it's got some great uh, – it's got potential in there. So, again, this was just a tie between two teams, the Colts and the Titans. Who do I think was going to go further? And I gave the slight edge to the Titans because, you know, they're not starting a new quarterback. I think that's one thing that's got to come. And um, I just – this was tough, but I just feel like the Colts are a little too overhyped and the Titans are getting a little bit underhyped. Like like Adam said, they were the one seed. I mean, even though that was kind of crazy how that shaped out, they were, and uh, they could easily go on a run. And uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. But like I said, you could almost flip a coin with the Colts or the Titans. It all comes down to what do you like better, 
a little bit of better defense or a little bit better offense. And it's an offensive league for me at this point. So I just gave the slight edge to the Titans. All right. So I, I'm ready to get criticized for this one. I've got Denver at eight. Wow. wow. And th- this comes down to really one thing. Nathaniel Hackett is a first-time head coach. How is he going to perform? This is a team now with expectations with Russell Wilson. How does he as a coach handle that? He's never had to deal with that before. Also, the AFC West is really, really good. (laughs) I I mean, you know, I I tossed it up with them and the team at seven, and, you know, it could be a coin flip between those two. Love Denver's receivers. Love the year Patrick Sertan had last year. They signed Randy Gregory to pair with Bradley Chubb, who they need to stay healthy. You know, they they have the pieces there. It's going to come down to Nathaniel Hackett and how he coaches this team. Seven. I have the Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland. Um, I know I picked them of to win Los the, Angeles. Of Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. <laughs> I know I picked them to win the division. I still think they can. I think they will, honestly. But as far as right now, I can't put them against – I can't put them above the other teams in their division because – of certain factors, but obviously the Devonte Adams trade ridiculous. I think I would say that's almost, that's equal to Tyree kill. That's just kind of equal sort of star power uh, Adams and Hill, but going to right now. And here's the big thing. Two is unproven. Derek Carr's proven to me. He's proven to be a top 15 quarterback without, good weapons. Now you've got one of the, the best receiver in the league. I think Derek Carr can really elevate his game this year. I like watch out for Derek Carr as like a dark horse MVP candidate, honestly. He's got the I best think you, I think you can make the case he's the most underappreciated quarterback in the whole league. I really think so too. I think people don't think him as great. It's like, look, the guy's putting up over 4,500 yards a year. 4,500 yards a year. He's touched on interception ratios like three to one. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's very accurate. Like he's just, I think he just re- is really good. And just like you said, I'm like underappreciated. I don't think people really see how good he is, but now you give him Devonte Adams. Oh, he'll, he'll run wild with Devonte Adams. He's still got Josh Jacobs in the backfield. He's still got Darren Waller. He's still got, um, uh, Renfro. Renfro. Yep. Renfro will be a great number two to, to Adams. Defense, they bring in uh, Chandler Jones to pair with Max Crosby. They can get after the quarterback. Secondary is a little weak, but I think you can make up for that by having a great pass rush, and they do have that with Crosby and Jones. Quarterback, your secondary doesn't really matter if the quarterback can't get rid of the ball. And Crosby and Jones can get to the quarterback. Jones had double digit sacks last year, and so did Crosby. So they can get there. I think the Raiders take a huge step up next year. Really all depends on Josh, Josh McDaniels to me. Is he, is he the guy that we saw in Denver or is he, has he learned this from his mistakes and has he kind of done the Bill Belichick approach? He had his first job. He wasn't good at it. Now he goes to the second job and he finally like gets it to click with Carr and, and Adam and stuff like that. So I put him here just because it's pro- it's a lot of unproven stuff, but as far as the potential in this team, they could easily be number one for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I I totally agree. I got the, I got the the Raiders here too. 
I just thought it was a, a good spot for them because it's, it's just all the other teams I'm like I feel are more proven um, or have a or have a st- stupid elite quarterback right right now. So, so I mean. I think Carr is definitely underappreciated, like you guys are saying. You're giving him a you're giving him a total number one weapon. He's he really has never had a, a crazy awesome number one receiver. Like when Cooper was there, he was not that good. No. So um yeah, I mean, I mean I think this team's definitely gonna take a step forward. I mean, the defense is better than it was even I mean, just by adding Chandler Jones alone. Um it's um it's just I actually can't kind of penalize them for having Josh McDaniels versus the other options just because I just know what he was in Denver, and he, he sucked, and he was a terrible head coach. And I know this is going to be probably a different story because, I mean, it's not Tim Tebow offense. It's Derek Carr to Devontae Adams. So there's a, there's a, big, there's a big difference with that. But on – if I'm weighing like the risk of Nathaniel Hackett versus past experience with Josh McDaniels, I'm going to take the wild card before I give it to McDaniels. Mm-hmm. So I, I went, I actually based it kind of on that. So Tom. Yup. I'm all in agreement too. I have the Raiders here and uh, I think this team's going to be really good this year. I a hundred percent agree that they could be the team that kind of gets stomped around a bit in the AFC West and kind of lose their way just because I think the other ones are a little bit better. Um, the main thing about the Raiders that worries me, I mean, I, I'm sold. I love Derek Carr. I think he's a very average, decent quarterback that I would want on my team. Uh, I think adding Devontae Adams, possibly the greatest wide receiver in football, is huge. Uh, the defense is nasty. They, they know how to get after the quarterback, and they're going to do it again. And that, that's to me, has always been the big philosophy of a good defense. If you can consistently – Get pressure on the quarterback. Who cares about anything else, honestly? I mean, if you don't let him throw the ball, it doesn't matter if I'm playing corner out there, you know? that That's my philosophy on it. So this team's going to be fantastic. The only reason I can't put them any higher is because the offensive line. Anyone who watched Raiders games last year knows Derek Carr got sacked a lot. I think, what was it, 40 times? You know, he, yeah, was, he was under up, pressure, I too. I think he led the league. No, yeah, uh, was- no uh, Burrow did. All right, yeah. so he was in the top five, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to find the numbers on that, but th- th- that was the main setback for this team was the offensive line. And did they really fix the offensive line this offseason? They did not. So that that kind of made me a little iffy on them and why I think they're the worst team in the West right now, uh, just because I think the other three are better. And uh, although the problem is not Derek Carr, the problem is not going to be their weapons. Uh and it, it, I doubt it'll be their running back either. I think it's going to be the offensive line. And uh, that, that's really it. We'll see what happens. They're a very interesting team this year, as is this whole division. May get a clean sweep because I've got the Raiders at 7-2. Everyone said Derek Carr's underappreciated. Kind of like Tua. He's going to be evaluating now. We, they went out, got you Devontae Adams. That was the guy you wanted. You, now you got to perform. You got your old college teammate. Make it work. Yeah. Uh, Chandler Jones, Crosby, dynamic. They did add Rocky Sin from the Colts to play corner. There's not a better cornerback name than Rocky Sin. <laughs> so, you know, 
again, like Nathaniel Hackett, it's going to come down to Josh McDaniel. So we'll see how the Raiders look. Six. Well, we're going to keep running the AFC West here because I got the Chargers. Um, oh, no. Herbert, fantastic. Um, uh, adding Khalil Mack to Joey Bosa and Derwin James is nasty. That defense is going to be unreal. Um, the weapons really like, you know, they keep Mike Williams around and I like the to keep him around. Um, the problem for me mostly is a the running back. I still am not sold on Austin Eckler. I'm not sold on him. I don't think he's replaced Melvin Gordon. And I think we saw what production he got. The production he got in Denver from Melvin Gordon. I, I think they could, they should have kept him. They really should have. He worked so well there. To me, Eckler didn't hasn't replaced him yet. And Herbert is not better to me right now than the guy I'm going to talk about next and who wears number 15. So uh, just for those reasons, I put them below that team. Uh, and But they took a lot of steps forward. Again, the, pet, the, the potential in this team is unreal. They could be the number one seed in the AFC, and I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but again, it's one thing to put this on paper. It's another thing to actually make it work. So – just with that alone, you just I can't put them above teams that have proven that they're good. So, and for those me. reasons, you're out. You're out. I'm not, I'm not out on the Jars, but <laughs> I can't put them against another team in the West, another team in the West, and a couple teams out East. Gotcha. And, and to answer your cliffhanger on the number fifteen, uh, Tebow is out of the league. He, um, I, I know. He actually- he switched to wait, 85 wait. on the Jags. I don't know. If wait, Tebow's out of the league? I didn't know this. What, what are you talking to, about? Dude, he's not even he in tri- He didn't try it for the Mets. The this NFL could not, cannot lose Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's the reason people watch NFL, right? He sold 25 Jags jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> he gave all, all the f- proceeds <laughs> to the Urban Meyer Kicking Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right. That's a that should be a fun like life goal. Like find a Tebow Jags jersey in real life and, and <laughs> that'd be own crazy. <laughs> that would be a good like scam and then sell it to a pawn shop. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got um I got another West team here. Uh I got the I got the Broncos though. And I kind of same thing as the last one. I kind of gave him a discount uh, on this. I moved him down a tiny bit because of um, because of coaching, because we haven't really seen Nathaniel Hack, we we never seen him as a head coach before. Versus the other options on this list that we have, um, Russell Wilson, I'm totally buying all of this, and I, that's why I do have him as a playoff team. Um, but we'll we'll see what happens because, like, we'll see. I mean, all the other pieces have to work around him too, and this. The offense was just kind of average last year. I know it was not Russell Wilson, but the receivers did not really take a step forward. Nobody really stuck out. Like Judy was pretty good, but not really too. Um, I mean, Javante Williams had a really good rookie year. The defense, I feel like we all just talk about it. It's it talk that it's elite, but I don't know. Is it is it is that is that gonna gonna stick around with with uh without Fangio now like well I don't know we don't really know yet so that's they're kind of the 
them and the Raiders, I feel like have a little bit more of like wild cards to them than the other two AFC West. So that's kind of why I put them here versus the other ones I put higher. Uh, uh, this is where I have the Baltimore Ravens. And um, I think that they've had a pretty decent uh, offseason. It's just that uh, I think kind of what added up with uh, Noah said before with the injuries kind of scare me and the fact that we haven't really seen this team hitting its full potential for a couple of years now. And I think I read the other day they haven't had double-digit sacks in the past five years. So I'm, I feel like this team might be losing a grip on its identity a little bit. That's why I've pushed them a bit further down compared to these other teams. And uh, I'm not questioning Lamar yet at all. I think he's still an elite quarterback. No one can really argue that. I just – I kind of question now with Deshaun Watson there in his division and Joe Burrow being as good as he has, you know, are they kind of losing their grip? And I kind of think they are. And that's why I've slid them down. Um, hopefully Zadarius Smith can maybe be the answer to their pass rush problem. Oh, he, he left. Remember, so. he was the guy that, that he took off. He took oh, off. That's a good point, yeah. So he's gone. So, yeah, so they have not that. figured that out yet. So, um, yeah, th- these are just the little problems I kind of have with this team. And well, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, I mean, I don't know. if Is the offense ever going to get back to that MVP year Lamar had? Like, was that really the ceiling? Because uh, people are starting to – Think that I think, and uh, I could maybe agree with you know because it really hasn't been figured out. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, is Marquise Brown still their number one receiver? Mark Andrews is their number one receiver. <laughs> good point. Good point. Like, to, to me, and, and sorry to cut you off, Tom. I have Baltimore here too. So my yeah. biggest thing for them one is they totally need another receiver. Marquise Brown's not trustworthy. Just main passes. Bateman, we didn't see a lot of last year. He missed the beginning of the year after, I think it was core muscle surgery. Mark mm-hmm. Anderson's an elite tight end. Both running backs were hurt. They were leaning on the law firm of Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, and even yeah. for a short time, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Who, you know, Lamar got hurt. Now they need, now they have to get a Lamar contract done also. Defensively, they're going to get Marlon Humphreys, Marcus Peters back. That should be really good, but you also need to get to the quarterback, especially in that division. Mm. Watson, Burrow, Mitch Trubisky, the elite of the elite. (laughs) And look, John Harbaugh is one of my top five favorite coaches in the league right now, you know. He'll get them to perform. He got them to eight, nine wins last year, and they were playing with scraps by the end of the year. And that's why he should have gotten consideration for coach of the year, but that's a digression I'll make later. This is still a really good football team. You know, we talk about the Patriot way often when we talk about New England. There's a Baltimore way. I don't know what it is, but that team, they win games they shouldn't. And they find ways to compete when you're just like, they're done. They're done for. I expect them to be really good and stay healthy this year. I apologize to them for last year because I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and everyone got hurt. I'll take the blame, Baltimore. But I blame you because the Orioles exist. (laughs) We have made it into the top five. The Mambo Ooh. number five, to quote Lou Bega. Yeah. Mambo number five. Uh, I got KC. 
Um, I here here's where I'm on this. Does the Tyreek Hill move kill them? No, but it hurts. It hurts a lot to me. Like if they still have Tyreek Hill, I'm easily putting them top two, maybe number one. But I think again, Kel. Mike, I know he's favorite. Kelsey is really so really good, but losing yeah. Tyree Kill is massive. It really is massive. That was that spoiler. Was, I've got KC here too. So. Yeah, that was Mahomes' Ooh. favorite weapon. You know, I throw it up and Hills just somewhere down there. Now he doesn't have that. Now we need to see what Hardman, Smith Schuster, uh, we need to see what they do. Um, and here's the other thing: Clyde Edwards Hilaire. We have we really haven't seen his potential either. There's a lot of unknowns on this team, but there's one known factor, and that's number 15. And that's the only reason that they're this high. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. There's two known factors. Okay, uh, and Kelsey. No, Andy <laughs> Reid. Oh, and, and Andy Reid. glorious too. mustache. But, yeah, but honestly, but because of Mahomes, Kelsey, and, and Reid, they're this high because those three are just ridiculous. But, no, I, I think the hill move hurts um, in the defense. To me, the defense just kind of stayed where it is, and everyone else got better in their division, and they're the only one that got worse. So, yeah, I think the Chiefs – again, I don't think it's the end of the world for the Chiefs, but losing Hill really hurts. So, Adam? All right, I got the Ravens here, and I, I really wanted to put them even higher, but I can't because they – like you guys said, like they've been this team that's been like – they were – the, they were the one seed like three years ago now, and they had that crazy Lamar MVP year and stuff, but they just haven't haven't hit that stride again. And it's like they've been sort of figured out, but also they've had terrible injury luck. You know, I don't know. It, it's just um, this is a really, really strong roster still. The secondary is still awesome. The, like, Lamar is still awesome. Everything, everything about the – most of the team is still awesome, but they don't – the receiving core is pretty weak. And other than that, I mean, it's – it's um, they really haven't added very much recently. I mean, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, if they can fix fix some of these issues, though, it's, it's going to be great. I still think they, they can compete with anybody. Like, Lamar is good enough. Mm. that you can put him out with junk and he's actually going to have a game and, and be able to compete with anybody. So like, I think we're at that point um, with these last couple teams. So like, I, I really think that they could have a chance of being number one, um, but I got to see it. And I, and they, they got to make the playoffs and they got to be able to beat Cincy for me yeah. to, for me to give them that respect again, because last year was kind of embarrassing for that. So yeah. All right. Tom, for you at number five. At number five, I've got the LA Chargers. I am I the first one that said them? Yeah. Yeah. I, I no, did I, not expect no, to be the lowest. I was one of six. Okay. I was gonna say I didn't expect to be the lowest on them because I'm I'm pretty crazy about this team. I think they've got the quarterback. I think they've got the everything. I really do. They just can't get out of their own way every year, can they? They they just they're the choking chargers, and it's hard for me to put them any higher because I'm afraid I'll look like an idiot when they choke it away again. So, I mean, I, I'm all about this team. I believe they're great. I think they're still trying to figure out their, their right tackle, right, which which is a big, big thing. Uh, they had, like, Brian Bulaga, and he, and he was horrible. 
so they got to figure out the the offensive line a bit more. They got to tweak it up because you know me. Without a good offensive line, it does not matter if it's Herbert or Dan Marino throwing the ball. It's not going to matter. Um, but this team has a very good chance to win this division. They've got a good, ch- gr- even better chance to make the playoffs. I think they're finally a lock because the team's just too good. You know, but why do I get that feeling in the back of my mind that this team will find a way to screw it up? It's it's just it's just associated with them at this point. They're the Falcons of the AFC, and they they find ways to screw up. And don't get me wrong, the the this past year they they choked in the most unimaginable way possible. But um, so it's hard for me to get them any higher than five. And it's it's on paper this is the team that should win a Super Bowl in the next few years. But I just can't I, – I can't say it with a straight yeah. face. I just to, can't do to it. To go off your thing, Tom, I just want to say real quick, I, uh-huh. I really think right now, as far as I'm concerned, what if – the one of the biggest what ifs in NFL history will always be, what if the Chargers let the Raiders run the clock out and it had been a tie? <laughs> and they both would have gone to the playoffs and the Steelers wouldn't have. Like how different would the whole playoffs be if they did that? Exactly, because the team that ended up making it, the Bengals, are they that much better than the Chargers? I guess none of us have said the Bengals yet, so we'll see. Well, well, here's the key. <laughs> Pittsburgh wound up playing KC. Yeah, yeah. you know what would have happened? I know this for sure. The, the Chargers would have went to the Bills instead of New England. New England would have went to uh, Tennessee. No, uh, uh, Cincy. Since yeah, okay, and then the Raiders would have gone to uh KC. Yes, hypothetically, New England probably would have had a better chance against the Bengals than the Bills because they weren't Mm. familiar with them. And the Chargers would have had a better shot probably against the Bills. Yeah, so it really could have shuffled the whole playoffs. But yeah, adding Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, they just got to fix their right tackle. And this team is ready to go. There's no more excuses. There really wasn't an excuse last year, but there is no more excuses. They've got to figure it out. No more choking. Get to the playoffs. It's been too long. Yeah, I've got the Chiefs at five like Noah. I mentioned that before. Tyree Kill's out. Demarcus Robinson's out. He went to, I believe, Chicago. I think they may have lost another one of those random receiver guys that they've got. So the offense is me, Cole Hardman, and Travis Kelsey. I'm assuming my guess is they're going to draft a receiver. Also, they got um, they did sign um, the guy from Valdez Scantling. Valdez Scantling's a, he wasn't inconsistent. He wasn't consistent in Green Bay. What makes you think oh. he'll be consistent there? Um, also, I, I wonder if they would take a shot on Odell Beckham. I know Juju's there. I'm waiting for the Jackson Mahomes Juju TikTok duo video. Oh God! Uh, defensively, <laughs> listen, Tyron Matthews not there. He's gone yeah. too. I think yeah. that's a huge loss. I know they replaced him with Justin Reed, but with Tyron Matthew providing leadership, I think is a huge loss also for that team. So. I still love Mahomes. I love Andy Reid. I'm not counting them out. But they, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. I mean, th- their whole division got better. Yeah. In massive but ways. No one looks better in a Hawaiian shirt than Andy Reid. That's all I'm going to no say. <laughs> all right. The final four. Final four. Uh, I got Tennessee at four. Oh. Maybe I'm way over exaggerating t- Derrick Henry. I just, I, I, he's a marvel, and I, I think 
Tannehill gets way too much hate. I know the I know the playoff game against Cincy was bad, but to me, two of those interceptions weren't even his fault. But that's debate for another time. I mean, here's the thing: we all roll their everyone rolls their eyes at Tennessee, and yet they go thirteen and two and or thirteen and three, get the number one seed in the AFC. Their defense plays like ri- ridiculous. They go into LA, beat the Rams. They beat all these great teams, and they do it without Derrick Henry, their best player. To me. How do you – I don't know. You add Derrick Henry back in for a full season, he's the biggest game-breaker of them all. I mean, I watched that Seattle game. He single-handedly pulled them from a 21-point deficit to win. And I think the defense played – Serge, much- don't listen to this, Serge. We still yeah, believe, Serge. <laughs> um, but I think the defense is much better than people give it credit for. I, I think Bud Dupree might finally work this year. Harold Landry had a great year. Um, I, I think I don't know. I just to me, you can't go 13 and three, be that good, add Derrick Henry back, and how do you get worse? And to me, the Julio Jones experiment didn't work, but you replaced him with Robert Woods, which to me, I think that's maybe slightly worse, but not by much. Still have AJ Brown and Robert Woods. That's still a great wide receiving duo right there. So I don't know. I guess I'm just maybe I'm over over exaggerating Derrick Henry, but I think they could still be really good. Derrick Henry full year, he can. We've seen it. He can single handedly put the team on his back and carry him to a game. Yeah, he, I, he does it. Yeah, I, I respect that. I just if if I were to put them in not the AFC South, I don't know if they're winning another division. I think they would have a shot at the. They'd have a shot at the East, and they. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they'd win the North, and I don't think they'd win the West. That's they fair. definitely would win the West. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's kind of my thing there, like. But but anyway, um, so I got I got the Chiefs here at number four. I think that the Hill loss is gigantic, um, and for obvious reasons, just because I. I mean, we, we did that receiver ranking um, last year, and I, I think me and Mike might have had him at number one. Well, you might have. That. You at least have him in the top three. We had him in the top three for sure. Yeah, I think I think that I was, like, trying to push for him the hardest as I possibly could because I was just like – I mean, he's stupid good. So, that I mean, that was um, – losing him is just is, – is massive. I mean, Kelsey's getting up there in age. I mean, he's still really good, but – they have to kind of get some new weapons in there and Juju's a piece, but he's only on a one-year contract. Um, Valdez Scantling, like he said, like he's shown a lot of flashes, but he's never been consistent. I mean, they, they might end up drafting two weapons pretty high, mm. but also the defense has just gotten worse too. They just lost, they just lost Taron Matthew. So um, I don't know. I, I are they still going to be really competitive? Are they still going to have a chance of home field advantage in the playoffs because of Mahomes? Yeah. Like um, their division is a way bigger threat than, than it was, but we're ranking this on, on who we think that would win in that head to head. So, so, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a good spot to have. I just believe in the other three teams ahead of them a little bit more right now. Tom, 
All right, number four, uh, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, I wanted to put them a little bit higher, but I just kind of thought the next three were a little bit better. And uh, I love that they really paid attention to their offensive line because there's a good chance they've got rings if their offensive line is, like, better. I, I'm going to stand by that. Although, you know, what, what they had to deal with in Aaron Donald is it's just not human. It's like trying to block an alien life form. But they, they could have possibly have rings right now if this offensive line was as good as I think it's going to be this year. I mean, if you're not sold on Joe Burrow yet, I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, I'm already sold on Jamar Chase. I don't think that was no, some fluke season. I think that combination is seriously going to be dominating the AFC for quite a while. Um, or maybe maybe it's a, I wouldn't say it's the greatest combination, but it's top three already in the I AFC. Mean, I mean, here's the thing, oh, wait, top- the Tyreek Hill-Pat Mahomes thing is gone now. So yeah. what's only better, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs maybe? I mean, Tom, <laughs> just to, to your point, I mean, when Tyler Boyd is your third best receiver, that's saying something. Exactly. And Joe Mixon, although he's not perfect, is a really good running back. Three in rushing last year. Yep. Top five in rushing. Yeah. He is just insanely good. And you look around this team and you see what they did on defense with Trey Hendrickson. And they figured this thing out. And they're not going anywhere. I see a lot, I've seen a lot of people saying that this was a fluke run and that they are going to go back to being mediocre. I don't believe it. I think they are. Close, they should be the favorites probably to win this division, depending on what ends up going on with Baltimore. There's a couple of question marks there. I have them below Cincinnati because Cincinnati not only beat them, but I think there's less question marks in Cincinnati right now. And I I don't buy any of that crap that they're going anywhere. They're going to stick around. They might go back to the Super Bowl in the in the near future. And uh, I, I unless Jamar Chase suddenly becomes injury prone. It's going to be hard to stop that, you know. And even if you do double Jamar Chase, like Noah said, you know, they've got options. And they, they lost Uzama. Did they replace him with anybody? What's the deal with that? Do we know? No, uh, but I, I'm going to guess they're going to draft someone. Yeah. You know, oh, they, and they had that. They had that. Um, oh, what they have Drew it? Sample. There. Sample, who had who yeah. had some flashes. He's more of a blocker than a receiver. So, Which, when you have Joe Mixon, that's kind of what you want, maybe. Yeah if, you, yeah, if you can land a receiving tight end in the draft, there's a couple out there. So they yeah, can always so I, land that. So I got them. Also, they can pull, pull off hard. a trade for someone. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. wanted to. Yeah, you know. So, you know, having them at four, it's the no disrespect. I love this team. But uh, I just think the other three are a little bit farther along right now. Or I trust them a bit more. For me at four, I've got the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. I'm in. Justin Herbert, I'm in. Eckler, Williams, Keenan Allen, I'm in. Defensively, I've got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. I just added J.C. Jackson to the secondary. Brandon Staley, don't be a stupid idiot this year. Let the Raiders run out the clock, and you could be a playoff team. I think you could be a Super Bowl team personally. If you're the Raiders, uh, Raiders, the Chargers. I, Tom, you called them joke artists. They have to live with that moniker until they prove people wrong. And I think part of that is going to put a chip on their shoulder and they're going to go out there on a mission. And I really think the Chargers could be one of those Teams in the AFC vying for the number one seed. I firmly believe that. All right. We've.
made it to the top three. We are at the top three, and number three, I've got the Broncos. Russell Wilson, I, I, I just think he brings them from mediocre to Super Bowl contenders. <laughs> to me, you look at the Broncos last year, quarterback was all they were missing. Javante Williams, great. The three receivers, I think, are fantastic. Uh, you've got uh, Judy Sutton, Hamler, Tim Patrick showed a lot of flashes too. The defense, you had Randy Gregory to Bradley Chubb. Patrick Tan had a great rookie year. To me, they were the definition of they are a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team. Well, now they've got one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. I know that Daniel Hackett's a first-time head coach, but you can't argue that he's got the better, the best team that a first-time head coach probably ever has. I just, I just see this team again. They went eight and eight or nine and eight, whatever they were. I can't remember exactly what they were, but they did that with a mediocre quarterback of Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. And now you add Russell Wilson. It's over. I, I think they're the best team in that division. As far as right now, I just, Russell Wilson, he was, they were a quarterback away. They got the quarterback. So they're, they're, they're going, they're going places. Adam. All right. I got the, uh, I got the chargers here and I think, that means I'm the highest on the Chargers. Uh, I mean, I've got them at four, but yeah, I can make the case for them in three. Yeah. Um, so I just, I totally just believe in this team. I wanted to even put them higher, but I just, I, I can't because they didn't make the playoffs last year. <laughs> and I know that they, I know that they, they, I mean, I just, I cannot stress how much I love the Max, the Mac trade. I, it, it's so perfect. I mean, they're not even going to pay him a lot. It's, it's, it's incredible. Um, that alone, I think, is going to be ridiculous. And then them also getting J.C. Jackson along with getting, I mean, um, along with getting Derwin James back. I mean, remember, he's been hurt. So, like, mm-hmm. they're getting three studs into a team that was we thought was a, was a crazy contender last year. So, um, Herbert's awesome. They got pretty much no holes. I think this this is a complete roster and and it is ready to win. I mean they're they're a Super Bowl contender, um, but it's going to be hard if they if they can't win the division. But I mean I got them I got them at the top of that division. So see what happens. So yeah. Tom. All right, number three, I've got my Kansas City Chiefs, and I know people have put them lower. And I'm just going to say, I just, I know Tyreek Kell, what he means to that team and what he's meant to that offense. And it's gigantic. It's absolutely gigantic. But if there's any quarterback I think I trust to, to, to deal with the motions and to figure this out, it's Patrick Mahomes. And the fact of the matter is he's still got the monster known as Travis Kelsey. And, you know, this team's far from perfect this year. It's why I'm putting them at three. And, you know, you couldn't make an argument for the teams I left behind them. But I'm just not willing to put Patrick Mahomes any lower. I just think the magic that he has made on these fields, he can still get this done with Travis Kelsey and Michael Hardman's. And it, it can happen. Absolutely. And, again, I have to default to the head coach, Andy Reid, who I trust. I would trust in my life. You know, and – one thing I really have worried about the Chiefs is I think the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire pick was bit was a bad pick. I mean, at the time I was all for it, 
Uh, but I've kind of lost hope in that. And th- that's one thing that's bothering me. And their defense in general is not as strong as it should be. But I think they're going to automatically win 10 or 11 games just off their quarterback alone. If, if Travis Kelsey goes down and Patrick Mahomes, you know, has an off year, we could see this team potentially fall to the bottom of this division, which is crazy, but it could easily happen. But if Patrick Mahomes is going to play at his same level, if Travis Kelsey is going to play at his same level, and everything else kind of falls into place, I think this team is, is going to be right back in the thick of things come January. I, I truly believe that. I think the quarterback's the most important position, and they've got probably the best quarterback in the league. So uh, I'm still in on them. Uh, I got them at three. I don't know. Am I the highest on them? You are? Yeah. yeah. yeah I had them okay. at four. So I'm the one who's still clinging to them the most, believing, even though it's only a matter of a couple positions. <laughs> you know, and we saw them. They beat the Buffalo Bills with, with six sec with what ten seconds on the clock. You know? Thirteen. Sorry, Adam. I had to bring it up. It's just that kind of stuff is what makes me think they're not ready to go anywhere. And I know losing Tyreek Hill is gigantic, but I just I feel like they're going to find a way to move on from it. I really do. I I just think they'll find another guy that's perfect in the slot that can go deep and figure this out and check it down to Travis Kelsey. Man, the guy's a monster, an absolute monster. <laughs> I, I am now picturing the Chiefs drafting Jamison Williams from Alabama. Mm, Bills, yeah. pick, Bills pick before the Chiefs, though, so they might take him. But the Chiefs <laughs> could use those two picks and move up before the Bills. They could, but then they'd have to waste both of them, so I hope they do, actually. <laughs> I'm not saying they would. I'm just you know, throwing that out there. Yeah. For me, at three, might be the hottest of hot takes all night. I have the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm in. And it listen, Atlanta, I was begging Atlanta for years to blow that steep team up with Matt Ryan. I was begging you. And you finally did it for a third-round pick, which was a steal for Indy. Now I'm begging Indy to make one more brave steal. Call Seattle on DK Metcalf to get Matt Ryan, that guy. And I got DK and Michael Pittman along with Jonathan Taylor, the best offensive line in football and a legitimate defense. Frank Reich, if you can't make the playoffs with that, I don't know what to tell you. He's fired if he can't make the playoffs. So this team is legitimately, I think they're right there. I think they're just as good as Cincy, as the Chargers, as the Chiefs, as the Bills. I think they're right there. They're just missing one more weapon. With Matt Ryan there, they finally have a quarterback. Unless I love Carson Wentz. I loved Phillip Rivers. I thought they both made sense. Phillip Rivers actually almost won them that game against the Bills. It's a whole other conversation. Just get weapons. That's all this team needs is weapons. Weapons, 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 weapons. I'm a believer on the Colts. All right. We've got two to tango with. We do have two to tango with. Uh, two, got the Bills. Uh, look, Von Miller, that's insane. That's just probably, as far as most impactful free agent acquisition, I think he's up there. Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, uh, Dawson Knox, you know, Josh Allen. What more can you say? The one thing to me holding the Bills back is they need a number one running back. They need it. 
I think that killed them in their playoff, that playoff game against the Chiefs. Because at no point could they ever slow the game down when they were up on the Chiefs. They never could slow that game down and let Allen recover. They were constantly playing catch up with Mahomes. They constantly had to keep up with him. And then eventually when they got that little bit of edge, here comes Mahomes right back. So if you get a number one, if you get a number one running back, or not even number one running back, but just a decent run game, to when if you if Allen gets you up, say 21-10, you slow the game down, you put it at your own pace, and you let Von Miller and that defense take over. You get them fresh, you get them rested, and they come out there and they do their thing. That's what they're missing right now. And to me, versus the number one team that's what they're going to crucially miss. And I think they're going to keep missing until they can find it. Hopefully maybe this year in the draft, I think they're a perfect place for uh, a Kenneth Walker. I think he'd be perfect there. So I just think everything else in this team is perfect. The coaching's perfect. Quarterback's perfect. The weapons are perfect. The defense is perfect. The offensive line's perfect. It's just a run game. But other than that, everything's perfect. Adam. Right. I got the Cincinnati Bengals. And um, I think that this team was freaking loaded last year. And they had one whole one goal to address this offseason, and they did it. And their offensive line went from just about the worst in the league to one of the best, if not the best, um, from adding three Pro Bowl level, level um, linemen. I mean, I. It's just um, they they just executed it perfectly. Um, I know they went to the Super Bowl last year and nobody expected it and all this. And so I'm, I'm definitely giving them a lot of credit here um, by putting them up this side just because, like, I mean, we know how good this team is. We know how good Burrow is. We know how good receiving core is. It's just um, I don't – I hope for their sake they don't get into a hangover. Because we've seen this from a, a lot of a lot of teams that go to the Super Bowl with a first-time head coach, and they just don't. It just doesn't work for the next couple of times. Like it just it just eventually just kind of breaks down and stuff. Because you assume you're you're that good, and, and but now you get the target on your back too. Like mm-hmm. now now you're the AFC champs. All this stuff like the Falcons. Look at the Falcons the next year. Um, in the next couple of years, it just kind of went downhill from there. So, like, I hope that doesn't happen. And there's no reason for that to happen because they have all these young, crazy stud players. But coaching has to, has to ensure that that doesn't happen. And they got to retain their pieces and stuff. But um, for this year, I mean, they could beat literally anybody. They did last year. They can beat literally anybody. Um, the team still is – it's it's not perfect. Um, but they can win the Super Bowl. So, Uh all right number two i'm probably the highest on this team but i just i see the i see the parts coming together and i see it i see them winning the championship very soon and it's the denver broncos at number two listen to me i'll say this right now russell wilson is an elite quarterback i don't think any of us are going to argue that right now some there's two sides of this equation there's the people that think he was spoiled in Seattle with DK and Lockett. And then there's the people like me that think 
he was set up for failure in Seattle with that terrible offensive line, the bumbling coach that costed him a ring. Let's not forget at one point. And now he is on a team that is so much better. I mean, you can compare Metcalf and Lockett to Judy and Sutton all you want. That might be a little bit of a downgrade. But everywhere else, this team's better. And I, I just see it working out. It reminds me too much of what happened, what was it, eight years ago, where they went from zero to hero and brought in Peyton Manning and won a Super Bowl. And I just – I'm envisioning it happening again. I really am because – Russell Wilson's an elite quarterback. You look at his numbers and what he has done behind that garbage offensive line. I mean, there's a reason this whole let Russ cook thing happened. And what it means is let Russell Wilson throw the damn ball. Let him be who he is. And he's finally going to have a chance, I think, for the first time in a while to be that person. And I, I'm I'm gaga over these receivers. I think Sutton, Judy, Tim Patrick is so underrated. The only thing I'm a little bit worried about is they lost Noah Fant, who's who's fantastic. I don't know if he's been replaced either, but this team's got it all. I think we've been saying for the past few years, can they just get a quarterback and then they will be this this top team? They've got one. They actually had a chance to go out and get a franchise quarterback who can put up 40 touchdowns on a crap team. You know what I mean? And it's finally come and it's here. And I think it's going to happen. The only other problem I could see people having with it is the first time head coach. But I kind of think this is working to an advantage when it's a first time quarterback. You know, this is a first time team right now. They are completely revamped and changed. And the only other thing that could hold them back is this division. But I'm just envisioning Russell Wilson having the best season of his life if in a long time right now settling in with these receivers, their defense doing what they've done for the past five years and being top 10, top 15, and they're going to make it happen. So I got them at two. I think right now I'm taking them over the Tyree Killish Chiefs. I think I'm ready to say they're a little bit better than the Bengals currently because, you know, we've seen one great year from the Bengals. And I, I don't get me wrong, I love them, but I just think this is all ready to go. I, Russell Wilson, I think, you know, Broncos country, you should be happy. You just got yourself an elite quarterback. If you, only, so, if you only say it, Tom, I think to take a bet that the MVP could come out of the AFC West, I think that's like the easiest bet in like history. <laughs> right? That's, I wonder what the odds are. On my, my thing is this on the Broncos as a whole. Like, one, how lucky do you have to be that Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson fall right into your lap? Right? A, it feels B, like how real- shitty do you have to be year after year at selecting quarterbacks that it has to come to oh these two guys just fell right into our lots it's uh, it's yeah. almost just like it's it's if there's there's two trains of thought in the league it's like whether we're going to draft a guy and develop for a long period of time or or whether we're just going to go trade for one now because look at stafford like yeah. The Rams could have could have sat there and tried to keep developing golf. Then they were like, "Screw this! This sucks!" And they just like, yup. and look what that philosophy and, just did. It just won the right. ring. And everyone else was like, "Let's try it." And so John Elway sees that he's like, "What the freak have I been doing? I've been sitting here playing with Trevor Simeons and Paxton Lynches, and and I've been I've been signing when I could go get Russell Wilson and Carolina's I mean, creeping out on the outside going." And yet we traded for Sam Darnold. I've been given free agent contracts to Case Keenum. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah. uh, for me, at two, I've got the Bills. I think 
honestly, I think this is 1A, 1B for me. This isn't even 2-1. and one. I love Josh Allen, always have. Trey White's coming off the ACL. That's a big get back. They do need another corner opposite him, though. I don't want to underestimate. I, I know he was a pain in the neck last year in particular, but they haven't really replaced. Oh, they did replace Cole Beasley with yeah, Jamison Crowder. Crowder. So, yep. you know, so wait and see. Dable's no longer there. It'll be Ken Dorsey calling plays. Again, this is 1A, 1B between two and one for me. I think this is head and shoulders, but I'm putting the Bills at two, mainly because as le- the legend Ric Flair says, to be the man, you have to beat the man. Woo! And, Mike, I, I use that philosophy when I did my number one. Because, number one, I've got Cincinnati. They were in the Super Bowl. Until they get replaced in the Super Bowl, they're number one. I, I just – that's my philosophy. Until you're beaten, you're number one. But even, even beyond that, Tom, you mentioned it. The receivers are ridiculous. Joe Burrow's legit. Joe Mixon's ridiculous. Think about this, though, Tom, and just add both of you, all you guys. Joe Mixon rushed for 1,200, I think it was like 1,200 yards, and Joe Burrow threw for like ridiculous amount of touchdowns and ridiculous amount of yards behind a crap offensive line. Yeah. Now they have an offensive line. Joe Burrow took him to the Super Bowl behind a crap offensive line. Now he has an offensive line. This team, to me, is going to take off. Like, how you go to the Super Bowl, and the one thing people are saying you're missing is an offensive line. Now you have that. So, so it was 1,205 yards. For Mixon? For Mixon, which was third in the league last Third in the league. And now he has an offensive line. And now Joe Burrow has an offensive line. And the defense is still good as ever. How, like, to me, this team went to the Super Bowl, and then they just got better. I, I don't know how else to say that. Like, like at 31, where they're going to pick, everyone thought, oh, it's an offensive line. No, now they could really go in a number of spots. They can go another edge rusher if it falls. Another corner. Corner if they wanted to. Maybe they maybe, have ways to make this work. Now, maybe a lot, maybe a linebacker. Right. If they really want to do that. Yeah. They, they really, and honestly, just to compare the two, because we all have, the, well, except for Tom, because he put Denver there. The, the other three of us have the Bills and the Bengals. And think about it, they drafted m- most of this. Yeah. Most of their teams have been th- built through the draft. Yep. And it took patience, whether it was the Bills with Josh Allen or the Bengals when it came to Zach Taylor. Yeah. You know, patience. And, and by being patient, it has rewarded both fan bases. Mm-hmm. So either way, like, for me, the edge in coaching is easy. It's McDermott over Taylor, but you know everything else. Both teams have done. They've done it the right way. Yeah, you know they've done it the way they wanted to because you're. They don't lure the biggest. They never lured the biggest free agents out there. So now they've got number nine behind them, and now right, and then that that enticed Pete guys to go play there for the Bills. That enticed Von Miller to go to Buffalo, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a. The, the opposite of how the Rams are built is how the Bills, yeah. uh, the Bills but, and Bengals But are again, built. I'll just reiterate my point one more time. Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon took them to the Super Bowl behind a terrible offensive line. Now they have hundred percent. Now they 100%. have an offensive line. I've got the Bengals at one too. How, how can they not be number one? How can they not be better? 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you, you guys got the bills if you want to make a point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I just, so I put the bills at one. I mean, I just think that, that, um, Homer pick. It's, uh, <laughs> it, it, you can say that, but they're just, there's, they're just, the no, I'm joking. They don't have any holes. Like, like what, what? What are the holes? What are the weaknesses on the team? It's like, well, it's a second corner, right? It's maybe, luxuries. You know what I mean? It's maybe, maybe you bet. Maybe they could upgrade at right tackle. Like it's, it's stuff like that. So it's, right. it's kind of like, I, I don't really think the run game is even a weakness. I mean, Singletary significantly improved in this in um in November and December last year. Like he was. That's true. He was like he completely took the reins and like I am the number one here. That's true. I, like, he did. So um the way that they that they do it can get can definitely improve by play call um and by run blocking, but um and they and, and again I'd have no problem if they drafted a Kenneth Walker or something in the second round. I just don't buy them using high draft picks on on that at this point. Excuse me. But um but uh for me, it's just it's just um, the Bills. Are, I mean, I know they they didn't go to the Super Bowl, but the Bengals have been to the playoffs once. Obviously, they were successful. The Bills have been there like four times now, and they've been crazy good at in all the home games, and they they haven't been able to beat the Chiefs. So that's that's the difference between the teams. Both the rosters are are stupid talented. Um, but the Bills' defense was number one le- ranked in the league last year, and they just added Von Miller. All, I I said I was so frustrated coming out of that coming out of the Chiefs game, be, and and even even last year's Chiefs game, because it was, God, this this team just needs a game wrecker like every other team has like a guy that just comes off the off the edge or like a TJ Watt that some, somebody can just end the game that second if we if the game is in doubt. And they never, they've never, they haven't had that in years. Um, so bringing in Von Miller, you, you pretty much, you should be have had that issue be fixed. And they got a, the rest of the defense is all still pretty young. Secondary, I still think it's the best in the league. And um, Josh Allen. Right? I mean, now the Chargers have a fair argument. No, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. And they're, the Chargers are younger too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I mean, Allen right now, he's playing like best quarterback in the league levels. And it's, um, correct me. It's, if, it's, wait, what? Just correct me if I'm right, Adam. The Bills play Cincinnati this year, don't they? Yeah. It's in Cincy. And if, and I'm sure that's a night game. That's oh, that's, that's, that, that'll be, be Sunday or Monday night. That'll be Sunday night. Yeah. Yeah, that game they're, they they actually said on on the on the radio this week in, in Buffalo they said that the um the maximum number of night games a team can get is usually like five and there's they said they probably will this year because they 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 host the Packers they host the Titans I think yep and then uh-huh. they go to Cincinnati they like they go to the they go to the Rams like <laughs> yeah so. Hmm. All right. So, yep. Tom, anything you want to add? Because I, I'm guessing you, you have the Bills at one. Also, if I'm, I'm in agreement. I have correct. the Bills at one, and you know the way I think about it is, 
Josh Allen's just a superstar. Stephon Diggs is a superstar. This offense is insanely talented. And now with Tyreek out of Kansas City, I'm willing to say it might be the best offense in the whole league. Uh, that That's a good debate, though. We'll talk about that another time. But then you go to this defense that last year was the best defense in the entire NFL. Now, you know, you can make the argument it was because they, they played the Jets twice and played the Jags and Texans, but I don't buy that too much just because I know that this defense is legit. Uh, I don't know what the, tra- the deal with Trey White is. Is he going to be healthy this year? Do we know, He's, Adam? There's a risk that he could miss, like, preseason in the first couple of weeks still because he, okay. he actually he got hurt. He, it's usually the nine-month recovery. He got hurt in, the, like, the end of November, like, in Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they probably will need an, um, a guy that can be a number one, like a veteran in, that they'll yeah. probably pick up pretty soon they were in on Patrick Peterson yeah that to me that there's really only two things they could even improve had and that's maybe another corner and a, a running back that's really it so I'm poised to think this is the best team in the AFC right now and the fact that they have the top defense in the league and again you could argue is because of easy competition I'm not a big buyer of that and then they add Von Miller who's still got some elite years left it's scary and it's not like this is the, you know, they got a crap offense. They've got a top offense in the league. So I don't, I think this team's got a legitimate argument for being the best team in the league. And it's, it's going to come down to another January playoff game, you know, probably in freezing Buffalo. I mean, that's what it's going to come back down to at the, the end of the day for this team. That's the, the that's the floor for this team. In my any opinion. AFC games this year and any AFC playoff games this year are going to be must watch TV. But yeah. I, like we we did this exercise because we thought it'd be cool after all the offseason nonsense. I think we can make a case that one through twelve or thirteen, you can see <laughs> any of those teams in the playoffs. I, yeah, okay, no, and I'll yeah. go. I'll give it further, Mike. I'll say my one through seven. I could see any one of those teams making the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like yeah, how it's for me because I, I could think see, Denver could go to the Super Bowl. I could see my top six winning the Super Bowl. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I think I really top, don't like. The I way think the top seven up. could totally win the whole NFC. I, I think the top eight could win the NFC. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we were having that conversation earlier, but um, other one quick note because we didn't hit on it really. But Bobby Wagner did sign with the Los Angeles Rams of St. Louis. <laughs> So Ooh, yeah. that that's that's huge. done. Well, so, we all know who's going to be at the top of our NFC list. We all know who's <laughs> going to be at the top of the the NFC. I don't want to do the do NFC. That. That's just depressing. the New York Football Giants are going to be yes, at the top of, of everyone's list. The Detroit Only if they bring back Joe Judge, though, because this he was guy. the best. Mainly, mainly yeah. because they fired Joe Judge. No <laughs> and they brought, sneaks and they brought in Tyrod. All yes. right. Until next time, for Noah Tremblay, Adam Reader, Tom Russis, I'm Mike. If you've been listening to the Wishbone Shotgun Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network, check out the podcast anchor.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the website www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. We'll talk to you next time and namaste.